Welcome to another episode of the Neoliberal Round Podcast. We will have on our show, either later this evening or tomorrow, John Anthony Castro, the 2024 U.S. presidential candidate. And he will be joining us, joining, he will join us to, 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 to help us decipher and to distill um, this, this, this Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe. So we will, we will have him on the show. In addition, we will have on the show as well, uh, as we said, Professor Nakia Outland, who is a rights activist, who is also going to be, um, we will interview to get some comments about what this means for, for foundations and organi- for women's rights, what this means for organizations like hers who work with, works with Planned Parenthood. And um, we, we will have her on the show sometime in the week. If not tomorrow, sometime in the week, we will also, but of course, we may have John Castro, John Anthony Castro before that, probably this evening or tomorrow, and we will talk to him about what all this means. Because, you know, one of the questions we will ask, you know, first of all, President um, President Biden, and I want, I would lo- we would love to have President Biden on the show. We have reached out to him. Um, he has not responded as yet, um, but I believe some, one of his staffers who monitors his social media pages on Facebook did read our invitation and we're hoping that the invitation gets to him and he will respond because we want um we want as we want as many persons we want, we want different perspectives and opinions um but he had written on twitter saying that um that this particular bill is sorry not the bill this 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 new decision by the court to overturn roe is quite unfortunate because it will affect it will affect women and and poor um, people who are poor, poor women or poor girls are. And I had indicated that poverty should not be a reason. Poverty should not be a reason why we should not end Roe. Poverty should never be a, a reason why we should think about it in that ways. If, okay, because people should not, I don't believe that people should come, um, people should want to end life because they don't have any money. But then again, if that's the issue and the and policymakers are aware of that, that people are committing abortion because of economic lack, we have already been saying that part of the problem in our country is poverty and there is rising poverty and so on and so forth. So if people make an assumption that based on what, what's going on in their lives, they won't be able to look after a child then that's a hypothetical situation to people. So it's a hypothetical situation here. You know, and I was sharing a story with somebody with, um, with uh, I think I was speaking with you, Dante, about, um, about my, my, when I was born, many in, in 1979, my parents did not want to have six kids. They only wanted three or four. But when we were born, my twin brother and I, we were born when they were about 39, when they were they were my parents were 38 or 39 years old and um when we were conceived and then of course they did not want to have a more kids because at the time they were going through financial hardships and so when they realized that mommy was pregnant with just well they thought it was just ricardo my twin brother they thought that um that wouldn't work i mean sorry not that wouldn't work but they thought that it was at a very difficult time time in their lives um, I'm quite, they, 
did they think about aborting? They thought about losing the baby, abortion, but it was not as Christians, conservative Christians, that's not something that they really wanted to do. But I but sometimes, you know, when you are a conservative Christian and and you are faced with certain decisions, you do things that you don't usually advocate for. You know? We've seen that before. You know, where some conservative politicians are cited because they have extramarital affairs, yet they are conservatives um, and they are against certain things, but yet so you find that some people who are conservative Christians or have certain values, they are against against abortion but what you find is that there are sometimes the very same people when they are faced with certain challenges or difficulties or economic hardship in their lives they do things that they they commit abortion They, they, they think about abortion and probably try to abort a child um, and so on and so forth but uh, my parents never but my my mom didn't abort she went to the hospital in June to a checkup and the next thing you know Ricardo was born and then my and then right after that the doctors were like wait Mrs. McKenzie you have another one it's twins I was born out I came out after that but um, and in fact when my father my father was in the waiting room and I understand from my grandmother who died at 101 years old some years ago, I, I think she died in 2009 or something, or 2010, I think it was 2009. She said that, um, she said, before she died, she told me, she was explaining, she, she, she said, this was, she, this was, she explained to me what my, my father's reaction. And he said, and she said to me, this was your, what your, this what your father did when he heard that this actually two are not one more, it's not one. He threw his, he threw his hand on his head and said, oh my God. <laughs> You know, I was very worried, but the doctor said, that's fine, they may not live beyond 24 hours, but of course we live beyond 24 hours. But in that moment, if they could have aborted, maybe they would, because they're going through stress in their lives and they're not ready to have one more, let alone two more children. But, um, but I say to you, they still went ahead, have us, and here we are today, okay? Economics was, you know, we, they struggled and, and for a period, but here we are, okay? And um, so I, I say this to you, and and as I if I were to, I think I made a comment and I even responded to President um, Joe Biden, saying um, I I said to Mr. If I could find that article which I cannot find, I mean the comments I made to Mr. Biden, I said to Mr. Biden and I'm bringing it up here via but because he had posted that via his Twitter, and I retweeted it. On my Twitter page, which is Renaldo McKenzie, R-E-N-A-L-D-O-M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E, Mr. President said, President Joe Biden said that the cruel truth is that overturning Roe will hit poor women and girls the hardest. The cruel truth is that overturning Roe will hit women and girls the hardest. I responded by saying poverty cannot be a reason to keep Roe on the books. If people are poor, which affects their ability to look after a child, then the solution is never to kill a fetus. We should explore solutions to poverty that minimizes the situation that leads to abortion. And that was my, and that's my position. Um, I, I am not going to say, I have not indicated to anyone what my position is, whether or not I am pro-abortion or or I'm against abortion. However, I I will say to you that if a fetus threatens the life of another individual then i think it is within that individual's purview to to abort yes to if that the if the mother's life is 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 threatened by the fetus but if that is not part of the 
reasoning for abortion when I would say that I would you know that is something that I would have to think of. I don't believe that I would want and then I said to I had a fierce debate with my twin brother yesterday because he is for abortion I mean sorry he's a, not for abortion he's believed that women should be able he believes in women's rights and women should be able to do whatever they want to do with their bodies and I say to you that's an argument from convenience it's an argument from convenience okay because I say to you when the issue of life is not just out is not just within the purview of the woman no it's not but you have to put yourself into both parties shoes yes to understand the views from both yes but what about the man what if the man wants to keep the child what about the what right does the man have in this situation but the woman is going to say well you're not carrying the the child you're not carrying the child be notified about you know uh and the if ands if if the woman still going to you know like go through with having a baby or if the woman is going to decide with going through uh, the abortion process. But the point I'm making is not it should not just be a woman's issue. I know she's carrying the uh, she's the one that's bearing. It's more it's than that. It's, it's, there's a lot more within there. And that's the, the point I'm making. There's it's, some uh, some females that get raped or some females they have. Well, yes. Protected sex. Yes. And then, you know, the condom pop, they don't know. And then they found out. Fine. There is. Or some people, they're not in the positions. You know, like to have a child, they don't have that family. They don't have that big, that big bone, like to lean on. And that's. Like, and when I, and when, when we get John Castro on the show, we will probably ask him about as it, some more details about this bill. Because what does it say? What about situations where the woman is raped and gets pregnant and she does not want to keep the child? Um, is, does the law speak to that? What about issues where the woman's life is threatened? Does the law, the, the overturning of the bill, does it, the overturning, sorry, of the, of the law, does it speak to that? I don't, does it speak to that? So that's one of the questions I want to pose to him. Yes, what is the female... Oh, my gosh. Um, she's in Jamaica. Um... The one that the person I interviewed recently? Yes. Uh, I can't I, remember her I, name. Period. Her float. Shelly and Weeks. Shelly. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly what she's speaking about. She didn't um, go deep into it, but yes. her approach and what she's speaking about is various on this topic. But like, this has to do with re- re- know women's reproductive health. Yeah, it's an yeah, issue but, of reproductive health. Like with the whole abortion, mm-hmm. like, the section of it and everything. I, I know that that's her mind setting. Yes, yes. You know, yes. like she's thinking about all of that. So that's why she's so. That's why she's an activist in that. Mm-hmm. Because she knows and she's a woman. And that's in, you know, a lot of different countries. A lot of things are different. Like, but a lot of things are the same. Yes, yes, yes. That is true. I mean, we're living. This is the Americas. And of course, you know, the world is. is, integr- is, is we are interconnected more, more, especially with social and digital media, you know. So, um, in a way, is, in in a way that is um, that is important. But um, this particular uh, this particular thing is very, it's, it, it's it's this law has been on the books for fifty years. This Roe versus Wade, fifty years. I am not even fifty as yet. Okay, and uh, you are not even. You are not. You are. 20 years removed from so you were but many people who are alive today were born with this right and now you know and i know a lot of people don't think that nothing has has changed 
Yes. But, but we will be interviewing John Castro this evening has, at 8 o'clock. Because if you made a difference or if you're enforcing, and you know, knowledge into everyone or, or just speaking about mm-hmm. things that needs to be spoken on and, yes. and dealt with, you're making a change. Yes, yes, yes. You're yes, speaking yes. about something. You're having people listen to it. Right, you're, right. And whatever you're saying is being heard yes. by a lot of other individuals. And by the way, there's another issue too, because I understand that the um, President Biden has been on, come under a lot of attack. There are a lot of people, even live on, or even liberals, are not happy with President Biden. They are no, that's the they are blaming him because of this particular issue, and they are blaming him, saying that yes, because he helped to vote Clarence Thomas. Vote in he yeah he helped to vote in Clarence Thomas. He, vote, he voted for Clarence Thomas to be on the bench. Yeah, and they're saying that, that why would he have done that when, you know, he was, he, he, they said that he, there were allegations of rape, that Clarence, um, Justice Clarence Thomas had raped a woman. Um, uh, wait, was it a white female? Uh, no, I, I believe it was an African-American woman that they said he raped. He's married oh, to a white woman. He's married to a white woman, but he <coughs> was... So he raped this woman, and I understand that people are upset that, and they voted for him. But um, but I say to people, people are unfair. Because let me tell you, when President Biden voted for Clarence Thomas, and this, but by the, but before that, when Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, was being considered for the bench, you know what happened when he was being considered for the bench? Of course, the news came out about his, um, about him raping a, a woman. And I say to you, black, what, was, what was the response of black people then? Oh my God, you see, as soon as a black man is about to take, get some benefit or something important, they bring up this, remember Bill Cosby? They say, oh, it's not true, they're just spinning it on him. I mean, he says, I'm telling you, whenever a black person is about to get into authority, or, because he, Clarence Thomas was here, he's an African-American man who is going to be the first African-American on the Supreme Court. And all of, and now they're bringing up stuff about him. So please remember, you people have to study the context. The context. Okay? Because they are blaming him, but African Americans were, were upset and they believed that these, the allegations of rape was just there to help to prevent another black man or black people from getting to the next level. And of course, please remember that it was some, for some people, they were, it was politically expedient for them to vote for a black man or to support a black man going on this so that because it will affect them politically because they, they can appeal to the black vote say hey i put a black man on the supreme court but i mean but the thing is people you have to look at you cannot you have to look at this in this is it's spilled people are crying over spilled milk blaming um president joe biden for nothing for nothing okay because the issue, this issue goes beyond because anybody any other conservative and let me could have been on the bench who and let me tell you if liberals are upset with joe biden they need to be upset with themselves i say this to you they should be upset with themselves you know why because they had an opportunity okay to 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 um, install one or, or two justices but they waited too long and you know and they are not strategic enough or they are weak need and lack vision or they are myopic okay they are myopic 
and that's the problem and i say that to you they're not doing their research they are myopic i say um, myopic you can't see far i say i say to you that china and russia they are very strategic and they're not myopic they are studying they're learning about america they're learning about society they're doing strategic stuff and what are we doing in our, in our country what is our what is our government doing I, you know, I don't know if they are getting with the times, digital, social media, <coughs> strategy. They are still doing, e- the you know, the Bible talks <coughs> about, the Bible did a st- strategy. Yes, and the Bible talked about, oh, I think, I don't know if it was Jesus or Paul was talking to the Corinthians or to the church. I can't remember the story in the, in the Bible where he says, oh, I wish that you were eating hard food, but you are still eating, drinking milk. When he was talking about Christ, um, Christianity or christian formation and as a christian person you have to develop yourself you have to grow, yeah. talk about growth and maturity okay when you just become a christian you feed on your you, it's like a baby you drink milk mm-hmm. but when when you get to it then you eat hard food but he, he chided them saying you are still drinking milk when you should be yeah. eating dumpling and banana and yam and dashin so and dumb and stuff basically saying you haven't learned anything you know you yes read, you know collecting any data information like you you're still a child. I'm, yeah, and I'm saying to you, and that that some of the, the society and our leaders, they are still looking. They are still looking for milk when they should be looking for dumpling. Yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> you I know. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but we will have John Castro shortly today, and we will also we're going to explore some of these. And he's an attorney, and he is at a he's, he's he is close to the news and so on and we are looking forward to interviewing this young man and um, because I'm quite sure he has a lot to say and he's an expert on some of these things um, so we would love to hear his opinion and he's seeking to run for president and so we, we, we want to hear what he has to say and we are so grateful that he has decided to come back on the show so we're looking forward to it we'll be right back after these messages Welcome back to the episode. We were supposed to have Mr. John Anthony Castro, the 2024 U.S. presidential candidate, um, for this next segment. But uh, he was, we, were, we, we had some technical difficulties or there were some issues. So we, well, we, so we were unable to have him, but we did, content, but we did have the, um, some conversations and presented some initial arguments. Which, which is available audio. So this particular next seg- segment is available via, sorry, in video. So you can listen to it in audio, but it's also available in video. And, um, and I believe it's only available in video if you are listening on the Spotify platform. But it is available in video. But you can also listen, continue to listen in audio if you're already listening on audio. Um, and, um, and I present at least about... 21 minutes laying out some arguments and um and uh, as an introduction to this particular series uh of looking at the whole overturning of Roe and what that means presenting some arguments that um i will i will actually invite mr castro and miss outland and others to respond to as we get into the series um there's this is going to be a four-part series and we will also con- um, in get in um, persons from um, from uh, from Street Vibe persons. We we will consider what 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 is everybody saying, and we will also set up a poll which will be available, um, and we will tell you how you can participate in the poll, and you can send us your comments as well. 
continue to listen. And this next segment, we will continue the discussions, laying out the arguments and um, making some considerations. And some of the, you will hear, I repeat some of, some of the considerations I made earlier. We'll be right back after this. Today is the interview with John, another interview with John Cash, Anthony Castro, the 2024 U.S. presidential candidate. Now, Mr. Castro, we've interviewed Mr. Castro on this show before. And, uh, and that particular interview that we did some time ago, just to get to know who he is and his platform, and it was, we relished every moment of that interview and we learned several things. And, but this particular interview, I wanted to get his opinion as it relates to what's going on regarding the Supreme Court and the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And this particular law has affected a lot of people. I mean, sorry, this overturning seems to have affected a lot of people um, on various levels, and um, and it will have ripple, and it will have implications, financial implications as well for those who 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 depend heavily on this kind of funding. Which I have said that um, the federal government should not be using funds to to allow women rights to abort at someone who ha- who is going to abort a child. That the federal why is the federal government? providing, why is there an allotment? Why is there funding available for a woman to execute, let us say, her individual right? Her individual right to abort a child. The Supreme Court recently overturned Roe versus Wade, overturned Roe, a right that has been on the books for over 50 years, or about 50 years. For many liberals and pro-abortion and rights activists, this is conservatives taking away women's rights and liberties. In fact, my pastor, well, and before I get to that, before I get to that, they, um, but I, I must ask a question and I say, but here, but. So notice I, I begin by saying the Supreme Court recently overturned Roe versus Wade, overturned Roe a right that has been on the books for 50 years. Now, I also say that for many liberals and pro-abortion and rights activists, this is conservative taking away women's rights and liberties. But is the right to abortion a right of every American? Is it a right that is shared by all Americans? Is this right rooted in tradition, history, and culture? The answer is what helped to shape today's decision of the Supreme Court to overturn Roe. We all have a right to life, and we must also protect the right of others to live. But when that right to life clashes with the right to choose, then we must ask, what is the highest ethic? Is it not the right to life? But is abortion of a fetus tantamount to killing a person? Well, it all depends. It all depends on your values as a conservative or liberal, and this is the sticking point. 
But if you, but if truth, but if truth be told, the fetus is part of the progression of life, the progression or the continuation of life, that life itself. We, it, the fetus may not be a person. The fetus may not have a mind to think for itself, but yet still it is a life that is with, within the woman's womb. So then one may argue that the fetus life must be protected as in, as, as in doing so, one is protecting life itself and its continued existence. In fact, my pastor, the Reverend Michael Kane, uh, who is pastor of the old first United Church of Christ in old city Philadelphia, right at the corner of uh, third and sorry, right at the corner of fourth and race, a very historical section of the city. Um, he said that many were in tears over the reversal, but he was pissed. He said many were many, many persons were in tears, but he was pissed, arguing, arguing that the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court taking away woman's guarantee of self-determination. He went as far as to say that the Supreme Court is taking away woman's guarantee of self-determination. He says, he went on to say that half the population, which is half the population, half the population's right to decide what happens with their bodies is no longer protected by the US Constitution. And lurching, and, and he says, according to, and, and, and he said, what's the implication? The implication of all this is that, and lurching towards state rights never bodes well for justice for our democratic nation. And I said that the issue of rights as it relates to constitutional rights, certain rights cannot be within the purview of the state. And of course, the constitution has already outlined that. What is, the, what is within the constitution of the states as against, sorry, the rights of the state and as against the rights of the federal government? Of course, because there are implications, there are issues regarding that. However, I have argued further that the issue of Roe goes beyond a woman's rights, a woman's rights. And of course, actually, I had several conversations today with several different persons about this particular issue. And um, one of the young ladies who I spoke, I actually spoke with several ladies who agreed with me. And this is my, I said that I have argued that the issue of Roe goes beyond a woman's right. I am here refuting and debunking Reverend Michael Kane's statement. It goes beyond women's rights. It is the issue of life itself. It is again, the issue of life itself. Should, question, should it be within the purview of the woman? We make the issue one of women's rights when we have several issues to contend with. What about men's rights? 
where the woman want, uh, where the woman wants to, wants to, um, where the woman wants to abort, and the man does not want to abort. The woman allowed her body, and I, I went on to say that this is what has happened here: is that the woman has allowed her body to be penetrated, which leads to pregnancy. And there, is, of course, there are instances where there are issues of rape, but outside and outside of that, the woman allowed her body to be penetrated, which leads to pregnancy. It then creates life that is incubated, incubated, incubated within the womb. But what if she wants to walk away and the man does not? Is this still a woman's right or issue? John Anthony Castro, the 2024 US presidential candidate said via Twitter, men can walk away from a pregnancy, women cannot. This biological difference creates inherent inequality that can only be remedied by granting women the equal right to walk away from an unwanted pregnancy. This is about individual liberty, personal responsibility, and equality. That was John Castro, and I, and I, and I re re responded to John Castro, who is supposed to be joining us shortly. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I will probably have to pause this and to, to find out what's going on. But, but, but what if the man does not want to walk away from the pregnancy and the woman and, and does not want to walk away and the woman wants to abort? What rights does the man have and is life an individual right to choose to dispose of? Well, we, I hope to, um, to get his response as it relates to that. To that. But um, just so you know, um, Mr. John Anthony Castro, again, is the US 2024 presidential candidate and the president of Castro and Company and AI Tax. He is a graduate of Georgetown University Law, and I am a student, a doctoral candidate at Georgetown. And um, so we want to get his opinion about this. But while we wait on him, there's one more issue that I want to share with you. President Biden stated re um, recently that the cruel truth is that overturning Roe will hit poor women and girls the hardest. He goes on to say that I've said that poverty cannot, well, that's what the president stated via Twitter. And I responded to Mr. Pre to President Biden's tweet saying, I have said that poverty cannot be a reason to keep Roe on the books. If people are poor, which affects their ability to look after a child, then the solution is never to kill a fetus. We should explore solutions to poverty that minimizes the situation that leads to abortion. In fact, I, 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 I wrote, I stated in a Twitter on, on LinkedIn and several of my social media feeds earlier today that I am 43 years old and probably many, many of you know that I'm 43. I've said it several times. My, I just celebrated a birthday on June 14th, but I say I am 43 years old. Thank God 
that my life as a vulnerable fetus was protected from the whims and fancy of a woman who may have believed that it was within her rights to just end me. It's a society's duty to protect the progression of life. And where that life is vulnerable, then that life must be protected because that's higher order ethics. I don't know if you guys are familiar with ethics uh, or for those of us who study ethics or read ethics, we, you know, people talk about higher order, higher order ethics. When you have an ethical dilemma, then there is something called what is known as a higher order ethics. The right to life is the highest order. But the problem with that, with that is that Well, when you look at the right to choose or the right to self-determine as against the right to life, the right to life trumps any other right. However, there are those who would say, well, this is no ethical dilemma. It has nothing to do with the right to life because the fetus is not a, is not a life. That is the argument from what I say, from convenience, an argument from convenience where you dilute the efficacy of a life in order to kill a life. That's what happened in slavery. That is what happened in slavery. They diluted the efficacy of a life. They, they removed a person's individual, a, per a person's personhood. They removed the value and the in, in order to justify why they needed to subjugate a whole race of people. It is no different when people use an argument to say that a fetus is not a child in order to justify why they want to abort a child. Or, sorry, a fetus. But I say to you, even if, so, okay, so what, this is what I have done. I said to you, okay, fine, the fetus is not a person, but the fetus is a life. Not a person, but it is life. We talk about people's responsibility to protect. You know, there, we talk about global warming. And liberals talk, and I am not conservative or liberal or proponing it, okay? I, when I sit here, I am not, I'm not promoting liberalism. I'm not promoting conservatism. I am looking at all sides of the spectrum. And I'm using critical thinking to come to, uh, to do an analysis, which sometimes critical thinking is lacking. So let me continue the point I'm making about global warming. If you sit down and talk with a liberal, a liberal will tell you, yes, we must protect the earth. We must protect the earth. And so we, so, uh, and so they, they, so the argument is in order to protect the earth from global warming, then we have to change how we use energy or energy sources. So the energy sources, say for, so they're talking about using electric cars and hydroelectronics and um, those kinds of things, um, doing away with gas and those kinds of fuel that destroys the ozone layer. Because they think that, and the argument, they have a responsibility to protect. But if you, you notice how people sparse their words or people sparse their understanding of things. It, it, so in addition to 
coming up with an argument con from convenience to dilute the efficacy of a life in order to justify why you you why there is no dilemma why there is no dilemma here it, it now here it is that now there and i'm telling you it's no different from from when when the when uh, when when the europeans the neoliberals the, the one they wanted when they that diluted slaves from africa in order to subjugate them and dominate them and treat them as livestock and i tell you about global if you so go back to the old issue of global warming it's a however they don't believe a fetus is a life that must be protected but they believe that the earth must be protected and is willing to do away with certain kind of fuel in order to preserve life to preserve earth but i say to you the fetus is a life it's part of life it's part of the continuance of life the, the progression of life So those are some of the things that we have to contend with. And I said to you previously that if a man wants to, we, no, we, we talk about women's rights, but what about the man's right? What right? That if, and men today are becoming more, a lot of men are becoming more involved. That we cannot, you know, I spoke with my, I had a fierce debate with my twin brother yesterday. And I actually said we, we can't get, um, uh, uh, Mr. Castro, we probably could try and get um, um, my twin brother because we, I had a fierce debate with my twin brother who is opposed to this ending of Roe. And he said that, and this is what my twin brother said, Ricardo McKenzie. He indicated that there are many men who cannot even be found. Men shirk their responsibilities. And I say to you, that's a generalization. And again, that's an argument from convenience because not all men shirk their responsibilities. I have spoken to several individuals, seven men who today are depressed, who today are despair, you know why? Because their girlfriends aborted the baby and they did not want that to happen. There are men who don't want that. They don't want to. So, okay, so let's turn it around. Women, they said women, if, if a woman want, if a woman want, if a woman wants to walk away from her pregnancy, then why can't she walk away from her pregnancy? Uh, let me, sorry, that's not the statement. Let me read the statement again. The statement is this: Men can walk away from a pregnancy; women cannot. First of all, if a, a man gets a woman pregnant, the law ensures that he must take care of that child. And if we need to beef up that child in order for respect, that must be happen. But not all men walk away from their responsibility. So if that's the argument, that is a nonsensical argument. That argument makes no sense. All men don't walk away from their pregnancy. There are men who serve from pregnancy. So we cannot use an argument saying that men can walk away from, but women can't. We cannot use that argument because there are men who do not want to, who, men who do not want to walk away from their pregnancy, but they have no right and no talk whatsoever. It is not just a woman's issue when it, when it comes down to, when it comes down to life, the right to life. 
it is a society's issue. And I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say this again. I am 43 years old. Thank God that my life as a vulnerable fetus was protected from the whims and fancy of a woman who may have believed that it was within her rights to just end me. It's a society duty to protect the progression of life. And where that life is vulnerable, then that life must be protected because that's higher order ethics. And I'm telling you, if my life as an individual then, I'm 43 today, I, can t- I, I, I have a voice, I can speak, I'll tell you I want to live. But as a fetus, I don't have a voice. We have a responsibility to protect people's life, a life when it is threatened. And we ask, okay, that a life that is vulnerable. Okay? You know, you talk about people go, there are laws against killing pets, killing animals. Is the life of an animal more important than the life of a fetus? We're talking about life. We're not talking about a person. We're not putting a description on it because life is an evolution. Life evolves from one end to the next. Life is an evolution. And so irrespective of when life begins, life must be protected. Again, I'm going to say this. Irrespective of when life begins, life must be protected. And I say to you again, it cannot be an issue of poverty. If people are poor and cannot look after the... And of course, I tell you, if people are poor and cannot look after the... Killing the fetus is never the answer. Then society needs to come together and work on helping people who are struggling economically to look after their children or to deal with the issue of poverty. If that fetus could talk, then what do you think he would say? But I was that fetus. I am talking now. (laughs) We cannot get uh, Mr. Castro, so we will find out what's happening. Um, So uh, what I am going to pause this broadcast to find out what's happening, and then I'll bring him back on the show. Thank you for listening. And just so you know, we also have Nakia Outland, who is a rights, women's rights activist who will be joining us. And I want, I think I will be having, and I actually have a fierce debate with my twin brother. Was it yesterday or day before yesterday? Because, you know, we are twins, identical opposites. And I am right-handed and he's left-handed. <laughs> and I believe, and I am not going to tell you that it's, but I, in, if I am to have, a, if the life of, I'm going to tell you, if the life of the mother is threatened, then that's a different issue. Because now we are are talking about two lives in jeopardy. When two lives in jeopardy, it's it's a different issue. And I've already made a statement about state. If if it then becomes a state issue, then people who live in conservative states, yes, people who live in conservative states who want to abort their child will now have to drive beyond state lines to those states that allows abortion. And then that becomes a a financial issue, a funding issue, because people who don't pay taxes in one state will now drive in another state. Sorry, people who pay taxes in one state
would drive, leave that state and go to another state to perform an abortion and then go back to their state. And But who pays for that abortion? Uh, the medical costs and, and, and all of that. Because, because also this affects federal funding. But as I say to you, even if a state has on its book that abortion is legal, the state, the, my tax dollars should not be used to carry out someone who believes it is their individual right to kill a fetus. So, okay, if you believe that it is in your right to abort a fetus, then you should pay for it. It's not tax dollars should pay for it. <laughs> this, is a, this is an interesting argument, guys. This is an interesting argument. This is interesting. This is interesting. And some people might, might say, oh, you know, you're a misogynist. But I'm not a misogynist at all. Misogynist. misogynist. I'm a critical thinker who think about all things. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening again to the Neoliberal Round podcast as we contend with very important issues um, within our society, it's issues of ethics, um, issues of logic, if issues that deal with the progression of life. And um, we will continue the, the discussions as it relates to overturning of Roe and what this means. And I understand that several states, though, the overturning of Roe does not mean that um, some that um, uh, it's going to be illegal in some states, but of course, um, it but it does it doesn't mean that if the if some states will will pursue continue to pursue abortion as a right, then um or as then um it can I understand I I I will suspect that this this can be challenged. Um, so it, because the overturn because this case takes precedence. There's, a, there's an issue of precedence or precedence. So I, I am waiting to see what's going to happen if, uh, you know, I understand that many states will be able to, um, will, will, be able to uh, will, uh, will be able to continue to, to have that on their books um, and are planning to continue to make it or it becomes a state issue, but that's going to be an issue because, as I said to you, the issue of precedence. If Roe versus Wade had set the precedence where the abortion was a right in the, as a law in the land, the law was a right from stemming from that, then the, ne- the issue is then, if it is now overturned, meaning then that there is no precedence for it and now therefore it is illegal and it can be challenged. Any, anyone who commits abortion right now it's already and it's already challenged because Roe versus Wade is now is law it's I mean the overturning of it suggests that so that, that there's a precedence there so you know I mean that's these are some of the questions I really want to ask people um some of our experts such as Roe versus Wade in terms of the legality of some of whether or not states can the legality of some of these but of course of course these these things I'm quite sure be, say for example, I mean we, these are some of the issues we'll have to we'll have to contend with and explore Thank you for listening, and uh, I, I continue to share this show with your friends, support us, and um, uh, donate to our show at https colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support. 
and on Thursday or Friday we will have Mr. John Anthony Castro and he'll help us to continue with the discussions and with the debate. And then after that in part three, Miss Outland. And then we'll also take to the streets on Street Vibe to get the opinions of the, of, of what, of the vibes of the street, the pulse of the street. What are people saying? Residents saying in communities and so on. And of course, we will have a poll where you can participate. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.